This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to our final segment of Real Presence Live. If you've missed any of the show this morning, I highly encourage you to go to our website, realpresenceradio.com, and check out the podcast, which will be up later today. We've had wonderful conversations with Bishop Richard Pates, with Caitlin Ripplinger, and we just finished up an incredible conversation with Tammy Palmer from Cook, Minnesota, sharing her own St. Monica story of praying for her husband for 33 years, and he came into the church now three years ago, and what a witness he has become for the faith. Indeed. Same as St. Augustine, right? The the great saint that we have now, what a witness he became for the faith after just years of patience and perseverance on St. Monica's part. So, I highly encourage you to check out that particular interview with Tammy because it is so inspirational, and you can learn a lot from that. You can also find the podcast's on the Real Presence Radio app. All right. Well, we are in our last segment, and we've got a good one for you because it is the school year now. Can you believe it, John? It is time for school to begin. School means the end of summer, so huh, not too thrilled <laughs> about that, but it is school. And, yes. And I know that... Um, a lot of a lot of kids are excited. Yeah, absolutely. And we have several homeschooling families in the listening area. We're going to talk this morning with Sally Casey about the beauty of homeschooling and how she works to keep Christ at the center of this schooling. You know, one of the things, um, good morning, Sally. Thanks for oh, being with us. Good morning, Brandon. <laughs> I was really excited that you guys invited me to talk on this topic because it's really close to me and it's nice to talk to you and John about it. Yeah, you know, as we begin here, you know, one of the things I think about as we look at the culture around us is just the challenges of raising a family in today's culture. And we look at the attacks, particularly on education that we see. Can you talk a little bit about homeschooling and the beauty of it as you have seen it over the past number of years? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you want a little background on me first? Sure. Or, yes, okay. absolutely. I thought, it, I thought that might be nice. So, um, I was raised in St. Michael, Minnesota, and my mom was a teacher, so I grew up with you know a teacher in my family, and education was very important to her. My dad was a general contractor, and my husband is from Connecticut, and he was raised um, by a single mom who's a teacher. She actually taught in New Haven School System, which is one of the toughest in the country, and she stuck it out the whole time. Um, and education was also very important to her, and also creativity in education with this, the difficulties that she dealt with a high teacher burnout rate. Um, my husband and I, we met at Iowa State um, where we were going to grad school, and then we got married, and we moved to Fargo 21 years ago for his job. He's a professor at NDSU. Um, we had our first child in November of 2000. I was confirmed Catholic at the vigil in 2001. Mm. Um, my faith is always really important to me. I was raised Lutheran. I love my faith. I loved it so much. But then I learned more. I need to know more about the Catholic faith because of our son, and then um, decided to join um, joined at the vigil in 2001. So we had nine more children. Um, we've got seven boys and three girls. Our oldest is 20. Our youngest is eight months. And they're about two years each in between. Um, so that's our background. And then for the school, for, uh, not forgetting the question, the beauty of, of homeschooling. Yeah. yeah because yeah. you've, you've homeschooled all along the way. So yes. what attracted you to homeschooling and, and what have you seen over the past? You said Vincent's going to be what twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So over the, the those number of years. Yeah. So we started homeschooling because Vincent was having health issues at daycare, and I, I stayed home because of that. And then we started homeschooling because that to not expose him too much. 
And we, my husband in grad school, one of his roommates had been homeschooled and he was just like so creative and thoughtful. And I know that's not just because of homeschooling, but it, that was kind of our first exposure to it. And so we knew it was an option. Um, and then we started uh, with Vincent. We just absolutely loved it. Um, we, um, <laughs> to get back on track here. So uh, in terms of like being able to keep our faith in the education every day and having the opportunity to pray with our children in all types of situations is really good. I mean, I think that, um, I mean, it's obvious, like since we started 17 years ago, there's been so many changes, so many changes. And we've like, I've gone through the kind of like the pre, um, pre-online education, kind of gone through the online education pros and cons, kind of going back to the pre-online now because screens are such a huge, um, mm. I mean, they're a blessing and a curse. But um, I know like I wanted to, to talk about prayer a little bit today, if that's okay, um, the importance of prayer as a family and how, see, that's something that it's just really can be part of your life as a homeschooling family. Um I wanted to to mention how uh, reasons why prayer is so important. Um, one number one reason is because I see a top rule of parenting is to show children, not just tell them. You know, and even with homeschooling, you can do that because you're always with them. Um, but I, I, yesterday, I ended up going to Saint Anna Joachim for a mass, and Father Dusher was there. He gave a wonderful homily, very long homily, <laughs> but a wonderful <laughs> homily. And part of it was about what it means to love and it comes down and how it comes down to action. And I know like my son, Vincent, one of the coolest things that happened to us when we homeschooled in the beginning, his kindergarten year, we decided, cause we could choose what we focused on. All right. So our focus was on love and it was awesome. Cause that could be kind of integrated into everything. And I had my sister-in-law, she asked us on Christmas, they're visiting. And she said, so Vincent, what is the most important thing you learned about in school this year? And he, without a, without a thought, he looked at her, he said, God, God's most important mm. thing I learned about in school this year so far. And that actually motivated my sister-in-law to homeschool their son. And now he's, a, he's the only child, but he's um, 14. He's going to go into um, high school this year in a public school. But um, they had a wonderful experience with homeschooling when he was younger. Um, but, but back to the uh, prayer and uh, love in action. Uh, Father Dusher saying how love in action comes down to serving the other, how young people must look for that in a potential spouse and develop it in themselves. Um, so I told my children, we have prayer time every night. I told them last night, um, after I thank God for Father Dusher's homily, I said how that was really a clincher to me in choosing my husband, how when we were dating, he volunteered for his parish to bring the host to hospital patients, and he was doing it, not just saying it. So um, to me, that was like, because, I mean, maybe he was infatuated with me and being nice to me, but um, that's common to early, early relationships, but his service demonstrated he had the capacity for real, enduring love. And so... So you're, you can show your children prayer with prayer. And then um, when you pray with them together, and I, even as a homeschooler too, you can show them all the different types of prayer, give examples of it, um, prayers of Thanksgiving, petition. You can touch on mental prayer, which I see that as an antidote to almost all the difficulties in life. Um, mental prayer being that conversation with God. I'm always looking for things that are going to be dangerous to our children with education or with um, mm -hmm. you know social things, with social media or whatever. But I feel like I've learned over these years, one of the biggest things I've learned is that with, that if you can teach them how to take time for God, then they're going to be able to encounter any of those challenges, like those struggles to, to their faith that might cause them to tempt them to sin. Um, 
Sorry, you, I'm getting kind of off track. That's okay. when, when, you, when you had a uh, you, your curriculum for for your homeschooling, yeah, just based on the ages of the of your children, <laughs> it's got to be broad. I mean, it's completely yeah. broad. But the one thing that's constant is the prayer. Absolutely. So, yep. do you do? Is this something that you? Um, I'm, I know at evening prayers you pray as a family. Is yes. Is that? Are there times throughout the day that you gather? For prayer specifically, or is there a <laughs> certain um, subject that everybody gets together and, and we yeah. work through that? Well, ideally, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it, there's really no typical day. I mean, our days are very uh, different. So um, one thing that we're pretty good at is, well, not this summer, but <laughs> during the school year, pretty good at is the 3 p.m. Divine Mercy, and we listen to it on the radio. It's awesome because if I'm, I'm dealing with a baby or something, the kids can just turn it on, and they listen to it and pray along with it. Um, a morning personal prayer, try to encourage that. It doesn't always happen. That's just personal prayer. Um, but but really, it's just the, the family prayer in the evening, every night, or if it's busy and we don't get to, I mean, every dinner, after dinner, if that's too busy, then we just, just like putting on a seatbelt, we just have to do it as a family. Everybody has to come together and do it. And we literally, um, we and everyone contributes to our little ones. They say what they're thankful for, what they pray for. Um, you know, and we um, literally still invite our college students on video chat <laughs> to join. And they do occasionally. And it's kind of nice, I think, for them to know that they have that option if they want. But um, that, and then we have an adoration hour each week that I try to bring them to. Again, it doesn't always work. You know, sometimes I'll have to go or an older child will have to drive and go or we have to get a sub. Um, and then we attach it to other things. Like with homeschooling, a lot of times we're in the car. We can attach prayer to the car rides. You know, pray a decade. Or pray for someone who's suffering. Pray for the person in the ambulance that drove by. All those little mm-hmm. things. So... If you're just tuning in, we're visiting with Sally Casey this morning on Real Presence Live. Talking about the school year and homeschooling. She homeschools all of her kids. And so she's sharing her experiences, especially how it's founded in prayer. You know, one of the things I think about as I listen to you talk is just this foundation for education that you come at with the prayer. And I had heard there was a, a new principal at a, at a Catholic high school who had gathered all the teachers together. And he had asked them, by the time these kids graduate, what is our goal here? And they had given their answers about, you know, being successful and blah, blah, blah. Um, and he said, the most important thing we can do is to release virtuous men and women into society. Yeah. To send them away. And that that's really exactly, it seems like, what you're doing is you're giving them a foundation. Obviously, the reading, the writing, you, you teach them those things because mm-hmm. they're important. But you're teaching them a foundation of virtue to lead and guide their lives in everything that they do. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly what we're trying to do. Yep. <laughs> I wonder, can you talk a little bit about just the, the beauty in that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh, you know, um, it's it's really nice to be able to get to know my children individually <clears throat> and um, I, to be able to spend time with them and learn about them. And I oftentimes, like, I give them maybe... I don't have much of a background in child development or anything, so I didn't really understand like what they're able to to comprehend at certain ages. So it's really nice as a homeschool mom to be able to really interact with them and to get to know them and see what their challenges are and to have that continual conversation. Um, so I, that's been really a, a probably a number one thing is the the commun- communal um, you know getting to know each other so well, parents and kids and the kids with each other too. 
Yeah, this is great. We want to continue this conversation, but we do need to head to a quick break. So stay with us. We'll continue talking with Sally Casey right after this. And if you're a parent and you're listening, please stay tuned because we'll talk about some advice if you want to get into homeschooling or have uh, some new ideas when it comes to your homeschooling year. So stay with us. Real Presence Live continues in just a minute. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through planned giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of planned giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these planned gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our planned giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. We're glad to be back with you as we continue visiting with Sally Casey. I do, though... That was a really long minute. Yeah, I have to begin with an apology. It was a two-minute break, and I said, be back in just a minute. So (laughs) I don't want to be that guy. That's right. So I will apologize. Anyway, thanks for staying with us, Sally. Back checkers. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're talking about homeschooling, the beauty of it, and how you really center everything on God and prayer. And so there's a lot of parents listening this morning who might be thinking, um, about homeschooling, maybe maybe they've done it, they're getting into it, they've run into some difficulties, or maybe they're just starting it. And obviously, it seems like the foundation is prayer, but what other advice would you have for them as they plan out their school year as far as resources and things to just kind of help set them up for success? 
Uh, the first thing I would say is get connected with the local Catholic homeschool group, AquinasCatholicEducators.com. You can go there. Um, I, I think there's some Facebook groups too, but AquinasCatholicEducators.com, that's a place to go and you can get connected with our local homeschool group there. Everybody's different. I've seen so many families come and, and you know start homeschooling in the last 20 years. I think we're up to 40 families in that group alone right now. And so that's a lot of families, lots of different circumstances, um, different ages of children. Uh, we had, with the Aquinas Catholic Educators, I've been involved with it for a really long time. And a few years back, we had in-person meetings called Mentoring Moms, because it's usually the moms that are doing like the planning and the homeschooling. Usually the dads are working, the moms are, are schooling. It's not always that way, but uh, we had these mentoring moms meetings once a month and we would talk to new people or interested people. They could come and just, we had different subjects we'd talk about. And I was really, really impressed with the the younger or newer homeschooling families. They find a lot of stuff online. Mm. They really do. There's a lot of stuff out there. Um, I think the biggest guidance they need is just, it seems like there's a lack of confidence maybe. Um, there's like a fear that they won't do things right. And there's the overwhelm because most of us have big families and it's really, really hard um, when you have little kids, when you're trying to teach the older kids. And especially if you have some kind of learning disability, um, you know, dyslexia or you have ADHD. Um, so, you know, that makes it much more difficult too. And then there's the financial difficulties. So there's, there's all those difficulties out there. Um, so, you know, I, I guess um, if you want me to talk personally about what, what I have found with the curriculum um i um um so so i guess like when i plan out my year i'll go over the over the year like last year as i'm doing stuff i'll kind of evaluate how it's working both the, the logistics of it and the the quality of the material and how it's working with my kids and um i'll decide what's working and if we'll continue on with that for the next year and then, um, so I have certain staples, like I, I really love Seton English. And I think that's a big one with a lot of people. Seton English, they're in workbooks. I mean, it's very important to read and do that kind of stuff, literature, all that on your own outside of just the grammar. But Seton Grammar is, is phenomenal. And it includes all of, I mean, you, you, as you're doing grammar with your kids, they're reading about history. You know, they're reading about the Catholic history and the saints. They're reading that as they're doing their grammar. It's wonderful. It's so awesome. Um, and then we, our family has found um, some benefits from being in a, in a co-op, a local co-op, the classically Catholic memory co-op. And there's, those sprout up every once in a while. Um, and so a co-op is always nice if you want some accountability, want to make sure you're covering all the subjects and have input from other moms and their gifts is really nice. And the kids have social time. And then the post-secondary enrollment option also been phenomenal for our kids. We're in Minnesota, so we can do that. It's um, you take high school, you get high school credit for taking college classes for free. And we do it mm -hmm. online through University of Northwestern St. Paul, which is a Christian school. And also um, we've done it at Concordia and other people go to MSUM or, or state uh, colleges. But that's great for um, preparing your kids for college if they want to go on to college and also giving them um, a higher level of exposure to things that you might not specialize in, like economics and psychology for my kids. Um, both of my kids that on PSEO did those, and it was really nice. And they actually got to take psychology from Dr. Creechy, which was really cool. Oh, nice, yeah. <laughs> so, wow. so, yeah, so That's um, Catholic deacon over there in the, in the diocese of Crookston. Um, so that was great. And also, they're living at home while they're taking college courses. And if, you're, if you've got the relationship with your child from all those years of schooling or, or even recent school, 
time together, if you recently decided to homeschool, you can talk to them about things that might be um, questionable or like difficult for the faith or challenging for them. Um, so you can kind of get them started on moving out into the big world by themselves, you know, with current topics um, that might be difficult to to think about on their own. Um, so I, I kind of evaluate that. I rep- so um, then I, next when I'm planning for the school year, I, I replace or I drop what's not working, and then I'll put all of our classes, materials, and kind of a rough outline of our lesson plans. I'll put them onto a spreadsheet and usually get them finished up by late August. So this year, um, I am finishing it up this week. Uh, I hope to be done by September 1st. And our family, last year and this year, we're using a homeschool um, accreditation organization, which is the same level as accreditation by a private school. And so it's I'm doing it to help me stay accountable. It's $400 a year, but it's less expensive than enrolling in a, um, like enrolling in Seton, for example. We just choose some of the materials. We, we kind of have choose, chosen different materials from different programs sure so it you sounds know, like there's a lot of different things yeah uh, you know and, and I, I can't help thinking that um you know now with with uh you know the year 2020 where there was a lot of online a yes. lot of it's kind of a quasi homeschooling because their parent yep. can actually be in class with them yeah, you know yeah. so uh, tell me the, re- the resources seem phenomenal compared to what it was like when Vincent first started, right? Yeah. I mean, how has that changed? There are, yeah, that's right. So back then, it was everything was books. I, I shouldn't um, shouldn't uh, you know discount the online. There are some wonderful op- online options. There's Homeschool Connections, which is thoroughly Catholic. You can get taught by Joseph Pierce. I don't know if you know who Joseph Pierce is, but he's like yep. uh, just an expert on um, Tolkien and just literature. Really amazing convert to the faith. He teaches at Ave Maria University. You can take classes from him as a homeschool student for like, I don't know, $200 a semester or something. Um, we've had wonderful experience with homeschool connections. So I don't want to say it's bad. Um, we just do like one class a semester per child. Um, uh, but but yeah, a lot more is online now. And although I, I personally really like sitting down and reading stuff with my kids, I think reading is like the most important thing to do with your kids as a homeschooler. And if you're feeling overwhelmed or thinking you're not worthy or able to teach, just if you're able to just sit and read with your child, um, get through it together. There's so much resources out there. So many people in the homeschool group and online that you can go to. It's it's overwhelming how many resources are. That's why I say go to Aquinas Catholic Educators and get connected because they'll help you with your particular problems. Yeah, yeah that's good. Absolutely. Kind of, a, kind of an outline, just kind mm-hmm. of it's just a dip your feet in there to know what you're going to get into if you choose to do that. Yeah, yeah. So find a local homeschooling group, Catholic homeschooling group near you to find out more. Again, you can also tune in for the podcast. Sally mentioned a lot of great things. So you can go back through and write all those things down as well. Sally, thanks so much for yeah, being on with wonderful. us. You're welcome. This is great. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, we are at the end of the show, which means it is time for Therese, who's been running the board this morning to preview the next one. Yeah, thank you. So on the next Real Presence Live, that's tomorrow from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Dr. Chris Bergwald and Heather Carroll will be coming to you live from the Pastoral Center in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. They'll talk about what you can expect at the upcoming Through God's Love Conference in the Diocese of Sioux Falls. And Sarah Hofflander will be on to share about a discernment group for women. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Thursday. Sorry, that's Tuesday from <laughs> 9 to 11 a.m. Central. I didn't Back know to it was you. Wednesday today. <laughs> All right, one, one day closer to the weekend. <laughs> 
Well, John, I uh, got a couple minutes here. Biggest takeaway from this morning? I learned so much. I, I just every subject that we talked about today was enlightening to me. Um, I, I can't, I can't put a finger on any one thing other than each. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity to grow in our faith, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of avenues to do that. Whether at home, whether at uh, you know at uh, Mount Saint Benedict's for retreats and so forth, um, reading books and your devotion to. To St. Monica to learn a lot more about the saints. There's just so many things. And of course, um, the, the culture project is, uh, I didn't know that was out there. And so yeah. it's such a need for the young people uh, today that um, it's a great ministry to, to be involved in, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. How I think, you? Um, well, I don't have one biggest takeaway. I have two. Maybe that's cheating. I'm not sure. But uh, the first one, two, <laughs> the first one. I would have to say would be talking about the culture project and and just the beauty of digging into human dignity and our sexual integrity. Obviously, I work a lot with that at Covenant Eyes. And so it's really close to my heart to have parents have these conversations with their children about who they were created to be, that they are a beloved son, they were a beloved daughter. Their sexuality is the gift. It is a great mystery that is to be explored within the context of marriage, but just even who they are as male and female makes us unique and unrepeatable and the things that we can do and the confidence we can have in exploring that. And, you know, I think the other thing with Tammy is just that her story and her prayer and her perseverance and her patience was just a beautiful testimony to the fact that God is faithful and he will never leave us there were certainly no expectations in her heart that something would change, but she continued to pray, and it's a, it's a good message. So, thanks so much for being with us on Real Presence Live. We will talk to you tomorrow. Right now, stay tuned to More to Life with the Pop Checks. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast anytime of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.